How are we going? We're good? If you don't know me, my name is Butsy. Hello, family, friends. You are all my family now, unfortunately for you guys. Fortunately, fortunately. Uh, if you don't know, uh, if, my name is Patsy, and uh, I serve uh, in youth. Uh, I've been serving in youth for a while. Now, I serve in church, uh, and I coordinate and, and, and manage uh, the youth over the, the, the region. It's funny, I was talking to, to Laura, and I said, I declare myself that I'm going to be a details man in 2016. I'm a details man, details. And I was like, I was like, yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, I fell in love with Excel spreadsheet. It's like my best friend now. I mean, can you, you can put like photos and stuff on it. It's awesome, eh? Oh, man, it's amazing. I just got to figure out how to do like, there's a calculator on there somewhere. Anyone? My wife was trying to show that off to me. I was like, Psh, I'll beat you next time. I'll just learn. I'll learn. Probably spend the whole year figuring it out. But I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. Uh, can I get uh, uh, Wakash, uh, Chanel, and, and Luca to stand up, please? Let's give these guys a hand. These guys are awesome. These guys are our hub leaders for the city. Uh, we just want to honor you guys, man. You guys are awesome, doing a great job. Uh, continue to do what you're doing. We're thankful and privileged to be able to do life with you guys. So keep doing what you guys are doing. Give them a hand once more. I got like, I got like 10 minutes, so I'm going to be quick as. It's great. It's funny. I was, I was last year, in the last year, I was saying to God, you know what, God, I'm not that great at speaking. I should really, I want to try and, and, and become better at speaking, Lord. But you know how you pray those prayers and you don't really mean it? And like, like two days later, I get a call from Pastor Boone. Hey, do you want to preach this state, this state, and this state? I was like, oh, man, flip. Uh, uh, flip and yeah, okay then. <laughs> and then I get asked to speak somewhere else. Ah, oh, dang it. Yeah. Pray good prayers because it puts you in places where you don't necessarily want to be in, but you know it's good for you. Hey, so I know I need to develop that area in my life, which is good. Uh, I, I am a father. I'm a proud father. I have a beautiful wife, and we have baby number three on the way, and she is going to be awesome. It's a girl, obviously. So we have three girls. Lord, hear my prayer. Uh, so, but it's all good. Three girls is good. But uh, uh, one of my girls, uh, my wife, beautiful wife, her name is Amanda. Uh, they're at home. Uh, they're probably watching Bubble Guppies or something. I don't know. Uh, and my, my, my eldest daughter, her name's um, Elisa. She is two and a half, uh, and she is l very loud uh, in the life of the party, and, and she's cute and a little bit chubby. She's got my genes, so she'll be a good prop one day. Uh, but I wanna, I'm going to get her to play like golf so she can make heaps of money. Uh, and I'm clever. Uh, and then I've got Emma, and I've still got my ears, haven't I? I've got Emma. And she's uh, two and a bit, and she turns two in June. And she's like my little sweetheart, man. She's like my little princess. And she's like, she's got me like around her pinky finger, man. She, she, as, soon as, as soon as a tear comes down, oh, oh, oh. And Lisa cries, like, oh, man, get up. You're right, you're right. Yeah, Emma's like my netball player. She's like, oh, okay, you'll be right, baby, you'll be right. But it's funny, eh, because Elisa, as, as cute as she is, as amazing as she is, she frustrates the heck out of me. Like frustrates me, and I, and I see it in my cousins in that day, and they, uh, I see them getting frustrated with certain kids that they have, and it's because they're exactly like their father. At least it's exactly like me. It's like, what are you doing, man? And she was just looking at me like, no, 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 daddy, Ugh. you know. And, and it's funny as a father, it's it's, it's funny because my kids are still young and I'm still learning heaps, and it's 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 cool, man. It's cool, but um, as a father, I start to. Uh, I get frustrated at the things, some of the things that Lisa does. 
obviously, and, uh, and, and a couple of years ago, I figured out, I can tell the future. I can figure out what's going to happen in the future. I can't really. I'm just... Now, and I, I would watch Lisa. She's, she'll sit on, she'll stand on the stage or something, and she'll be dancing around on the stage. And I'll be sitting here like, okay. And Manda will be next to her. And I'll be like, okay, if Manda doesn't get her now, she's going to fall off the stage. She's probably going to dance around too much. And then she's going to fall off because she's been getting too excited. Little she know, she gets and falls off. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm the man. I figured all this out. I did it so many times. I was like, hold on here. There's something happening here. I can tell the future. No, no, no. It's, it's sort of pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, you know, you dance on a chair and you've got chocolate in your hands. You're going to fall off at some point in your life. At some point in your life. At some point during that. Oh, man. 1412 is the code of my phone. If you guys wanted to know that. That's my PIN number as well. No, I don't know. I keep on forgetting my PIN number. Um, you know, and... and and after a while, I thought, man, I should actually say something to my, to my daughter. She, she, you know, and so at home, she'll dance around on the table. They've got like a little table, little chairs that they uh, eat on. It's pretty cute. And so she'll stand on the chair and the table, jump on the table. She'll be dancing around. Look at me, daddy. Look at me. Lisa, get off the table. Because that's, that's the nice daddy talk. A in the beginning. Lisa, baby, get off the table. You're going to fall soon or it's going to break. Either or. Look at me, daddy. Lisa, you know, the bass starts to get in there. Lisa, get off the table. You're going to fall. Look at me. Elisa, that's the, that's the, the salmon there. Elisa, get off the table. And then, and then like the, okay, cool. She's not listening to my frustration tone that I've wrapped my tone, my, my voice around. Maybe I'll bribe her with some chocolate. Chocolate's always good. And she does this cute face. Lisa, you get off, I'll give you chocolate. Chocolate? <laughs> she does that all the time. Oh. And then, but she, after a while, she realized that, uh, after a while, she realized that I, I was lying to her. No, I wasn't lying to her. I had chocolate, but I wasn't going to give it to her. You know, because, you know, I want her to have teeth. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not silly. Sometimes I do give it to her anyway. And, uh, and, and, but after a while, she clicked. She clicked. And she knew, oh, no. Nah. Dad's not going to give me anything. So she's just dancing away on the table. Lisa, I'm going to give you some chocolate if you don't get off. And all of a sudden, she's just like, nah. What, what happens? She falls off. And I'm like, baby, I told you. I told you. I told you. Didn't I tell her, guys? I told her. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One, four, one, two. Yeah, I need a longer time. I don't know how to figure this phone out. But <laughs> it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Every time she falls, it's like, oh. Get up. You're right. You're right. It breaks my heart every time she falls because, you know, you want your kids to be happy. And uh, there's only a few parents here. You want your kids to be happy. And, uh, you know, and, but I, I, I'm the disciplinarian in my family. You know, I'm, I'm like, hey, it is how it is. I'm the boss in this house. I pay the bills. You do what I say. When you get older, you make me coffee and noodles and fish and chips. Uh, here's a thought. If only she knew my intentions, she'd understand. If only she see what I saw, she would understand. And for some of us, I think, uh, I think God's like that with us. It says in the Bible, His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. 
It's, it's like, oh, sometimes, some of us, for some of us here tonight, I know for, for myself, I'm, sometimes I'm just dancing on a chair with chocolate on my face. <laughs> and God's like, party. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> party. He's like, party, I want to give you some chocolate. <laughs> you promised me that before, but nothing happened, God. But Lisa didn't know that I got 800 peanut slabs in my, in my cupboard. She didn't know that. God wants to bless you. But how many peanut slabs did he got? He got the world in his hands. But too many of us are dancing on the chair. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm eating my chocolate. You can't do it. You stay over there. I believe in God, but he's over there. And he's like someone that I know. And I, I chill with on a Sunday. And then on a Monday, I'm dancing on a chair. Look at me, one leg. Oh, lean back. Uh, yeah. uh, hey. Hold on, hold on, one, four, one, two. Cool. This is this. Here's a thought. I'm almost finished. Which is great. This is like five minutes or something. Yeah. Unless you know God's intentions, you won't understand. Unless you can see what God sees prophetically, you will always be partially blind. Bible says, draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. Not the other way around. Not God, you come to me and help me dance around on this chair. No, 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 no. Get off the chair and chase God. Focus on him, and your life will come around. Trust me. All of these things come out of our relationship with God. Unless you know the Father, it's gonna, your life is just going to be a little bit difficult. Has anyone here tried to do their life without God? Just doesn't work, eh? It's like, yeah, I'm dancing. And God's like, party. I do that, I do, I do that sometimes in, during the week, probably most times in the week. I'm like driving, and it's like 50K zone. And then I go, well, I'm in a rush. I'm late. And it's like 55. And then you're going up Whitford Brown and Porirua, and then click. You get a, you know, you, you get a, 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 a speeding ticket. Hey, yeah, that's us. And God's like, oh, I told you. It's like, dang it. Dancing around. Know the Father. Your relationship with God is the most important thing. It'll keep you from going insane. It keeps me from going nuts every single day. Sometimes I wake up and like, oh, God, I don't want to go to work. I want to stay home and eat chocolate in the cupboard. All that chocolate that I got. But God wants to bless you if you will only listen to him, if you will only know his intentions, know his heart, and know his purpose for you, he will bless you beyond measure. Is that good, church? Turn to someone and say, stop dancing on the chair. Is that good? Let me pray for you, and then we'll get whoever else is coming. Thank you, Father, for tonight. Father, we pray that you bless this time. In Jesus' name, help us, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's welcome up Chrissy. It did sound a little bit wrestling, eh? Let's smoke them up, Christy! Yeah. Cool. I've got a few things to share. We'll get straight into it. That was so good, Patty. Thank you. That was so good. So, hi. When I was growing up, I learnt this saying off my mom, I think. Um, the oldest man that ever lived 
died before his father did. What? Has anyone heard that saying? Hands up. The oldest man that ever lived died before his father did. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, the oldest man that ever lived was Methuselah, who's the great-grandfather of Noah. Cool? And um, he lived to a ripe old age of 969, but his oh, son, father, father, because his father never died. His father got taken to heaven, just like God just took him. And um, if, I can, if I can see my Bible to read the scripture, I'm going to just quickly read it to you because it's really awesome. Genesis 5, verse 21, and it says, um, When Enoch was 65 years old, his son Methuselah was born. I should have just read the Bible without asking Jordan, eh? His son, his son. Methuselah was born. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived another 300 years in close fellowship with God. And he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years in all. He enjoyed a close relationship with God throughout his life. Then suddenly, he disappeared because God took him. And I've often thought, oh man, I wonder what close relationship with God is. I wonder actually what that's, you know, like, it's pretty significant because it's in the Bible. And... And I just think, wow, you know, imagine if we could have such close relationship with God that actually we were spared death and we were just like, gone. Wouldn't that be cool? So, um, question, who plays Tiny Tower on their phone? Apart from my kids. One. Tiny Tower, do you know what Tiny Tower is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyone not know? Okay, Tiny Tower is a tiny tower that you build floors and you um, get tower barks and you um, bring bittersons, not citizens, bittersons into your tower and uh, you, 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 <laughs> you provide accommodation for them and you um, give them jobs and you stock your floor, you know, your shops and all this kind of stuff. And anyway... Um, a couple of years ago, I got to like level thirty something, which was pretty cool. And then, and then the ki- and then the game, you know, it was taking up too much of my time. I was neglecting my children, <laughs> and so I had to um, delete it off my phone and stop playing it because it was a real distraction. And um, anyway, the kids downloaded it again, and there it was on the iPad. I was like, "Wow, how long has this been here?" And they've already like they'd already got to a few floors, and I was like, "Oh, tiny tower. How do you play it again?" And then I got a little bit like, oh, it takes so long. Um, you have to earn tower bucks, and, and they bribe you with watching like 30-second videos to get a free tower buck. And then once you get a certain number of tower bucks, you can speed up your elevator and, oh, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, this is doing my head in waiting, waiting. It's so slow. I wonder if there's any cheats. So Google. Google, tiny tower, cheats. And I found one. <laughs> and I was like, yes, guess what? I've got 120 tower bucks and I can build like 16 floors at once and I can da 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 and I can just spend tower bucks now to speed up the construction because it's like 
you know, the higher you go, the more time it takes. It's three hours. It's, and then it's like overnight. You have to wait overnight for a blimmin' level to get built. Not now, because I've got tower bikes. Anyway, there's no cheats in Christianity. Mm-mm-mm. There's just not. It takes time. It takes effort. You have to wait overnight, you know, for your floor to be stocked so you, you can start selling again, you know? And I just thought, actually, in life, we like to do the bare minimum. I do. I Like, you know, it's like, it's awesome now because I can play for like half an hour and then put it aside because it doesn't matter because, you know, I can just go and get tower bucks. But, but, um, and, and I know some of you like to do the bare minimum as well because that's just sort of like human nature. You know, we don't actually want to do the hard yards. I don't. I don't, I actually don't, um, I've, I've written here, you know, it's really easy to ask Jesus into your heart and go, fuel, I'm saved, that's it. Actually, I'm going to heaven, so what can I do, the bare minimum, just to, you know, to get through to heaven, but actually, oh, there's a scripture that says, that, you know, I never knew you, because you didn't know him, so Oh, there's a little bit of hard work involved. The Bible talks about running a race in Hebrews 12, um, 1 to 3. I've got just like four things on my, yeah. So in Hebrews 12, it talks about running a race. And it says um, that, you know, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to run the race to win, not to like pass the baton to the next runner in the relay, but actually... All of us are running the race to win, and we all win if we keep running. And um, Romans 12 says, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin. Oh, this is so cool because it's kind of like what Gaz was saying. Especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because the joy he knew would be his afterward. Now he... Cool. Don't... Yeah, don't become weary. So we're running a race. And... um. And, you know, um, in, you know, in this race, we have to do things we don't want to do. And um, I, like, for example, maybe you don't want to study for exams, but you have to, because you have to sit them, because you need to pass. You know, there's things that you don't want to do. I don't want to um, do the dishes. I actually don't. All the time, dishes, dishes. Actually, now I have um, slaves. <laughs> That's why we had to know. No, no. Um, but you know, I don't want to do the cleaning. It's just like I don't want to do the cleaning. Do you know Jordan doesn't want to do the admin stuff? As you know, he'd, there's, there's, he'd rather be jazzing about having fun with you know seeing people for coffee and stuff like that. He doesn't want to do the boring old admin. But he has to do stuff that he doesn't want to do. 
you know, and that's what we have to do in Christianity. Um, I don't, you know, sometimes I'd rather not feed my children healthy, nutritious meals. But, you know, it's, especially if you're tired, it's like, <laughs> it's so hard. You know, and um, anyway, I just want to read a little excerpt from my journal, which um, I discovered, I, actually, I don't journal much. I'm not, I'm not a very good journaler. And, um, but when I do journal, actually, <laughs> you, I find things like this, which are, you know, really encouraging and reminds me that God speaks to me. He actually does speak to me. So I'm just going to read this little thing when I find it. I thought I had bookmarked it. Here we go. 24th of the 2nd, 2010. It's like when you guys were five. <laughs> um, I have a friend in a really tough situation. Her husband has been in hospital for about two weeks with depression and mental illness. I've been putting off phoning her and offering help and support because of my own feelings of emotional emptiness. Um, mm. I prayed and I asked God, Lord, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't want to phone her, even to see if she's doing okay. What should I do? And as soon as I had prayed, the Lord dropped into my spirit the hard work of worship. And I was like, oh, worship, you know, worshiping God with my life. It's hard work. The way I live my life, the, the way I live my everyday life is worship. Worship takes sacrifice, dying to self that Jesus may be lifted up and glorified. So I'm looking after her kids today for a few hours so she can visit her husband. I'll feed them dinner and she can pick them up and take them home to bed. And it's just like, oh yeah, the hard work, you know? And so in saying that, just, you know, I don't know, but if I was sitting in your seat, I probably would have gone, oh, oh yeah, hard work, I hate hard work because I like doing the bare minimum. And, um, but if you, you know, just in hearing me speak, if you did go, oh, hard work, yeah, I don't want to, I actually don't, you know, I want to be a Christian, but I don't want it to be hard work. Well, let me remind you, this, what we're talking about tonight is about knowing God, and, and you need to know God to know things like his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Also, you need to know God, you need to know that he loves you with an unconditional everlasting love do you know that you need to know that do you know that his promises for you is joy and not sadness and freedom from feeling guilty and shame it's also peace his promise for you is peace instead of the internal turmoil that you feel or that I feel you know I'm preaching to myself. Anyway, that's me, over and out. Cool. Very cool. All right, grab your seat, grab your seat. I'm just going to be really quick. If you do have a Bible, grab it quickly. How awesome have Chrissy and Putty been? So good, so good. Um, Matthew chapter 14, if you do have a Bible, turn there, 
Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. I'm talking about one of my favorite scriptures just really quickly before we finish up and eat ice cream sundaes. Who's excited for ice cream sundaes? Holla. Who's going to have two? Oh, five. Okay. okay. Who's going to throw up? That man. Very cool. Um, awesome. You can have one of mine, bro. I was going to have 10, so you can have one of those ones. Yes. Okay. Um, verse, sorry, I said 24. Yeah, yeah, 25. Chapter 14, verse 25. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, them being the disciples who were in a boat on the water crossing a lake. Um, He went out to them walking on the lake. Yes, walking on the lake, on the water. Pretty awesome. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. Ah, it's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Sorry, it's a ghost. Ah, that order. Uh, but, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Everybody say come. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus which is even more amazing than Jesus walking on water, right? It's Peter, Peter walking on water. It's pretty awesome. It's, it's amazing. Uh, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and be- beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And I've just got one real quick, quick thought tonight is that, Jesus says, come. Jesus says, come. He says it to all of us. He's saying it to everyone. He says, come, come walk to me. Come walk towards me. Come be with me. Come and be with me. See, we've all been created to be with Jesus, to walk with Jesus, to walk towards Jesus. That's what we've all been created for. If you were here this morning, it was a really good message. And if you didn't didn't hear it, I encourage you to... Uh, you might not even be able to hear it on SoundCloud because, oh, you can, you can hear it on SoundCloud. So f- um, jump onto our SoundCloud page, check it out. It's talking about being, being with Jesus, being with God. It's our primary call. It's our first and foremost call uh, as, a, as a Christian when we are called by Jesus. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying, come to Peter. Come, come. Jesus' call is to be with him. And this call is a call of grace. This call is his grace. And we know this because it's not, uh, it's not in Peter's strength that he was able to walk on the water. It's not in his ability. He didn't have just special shoes or the right trick to be able to walk on water. He couldn't walk on water. It's because Jesus said to him, come, that he was able to step out in faith and walk on water towards Jesus, which is pretty cool. I've done like no intro because Patty and Chrissy did such a good job. So I'm jumping straight into it uh, and I'm really hungry. I haven't had dinner yet. So ice cream is my dinner. I'm really looking forward to that. But it's not, it wasn't in Jesus's, uh, sorry, it wasn't in Peter's strength. It wasn't in his ability that he was able to walk towards Jesus on the water. It was only because of Jesus and what Jesus said. It was in his word of come to me that he was able to walk on the water and be with Jesus. See, it's not by our works or our ability, like Gaz was saying. 
It's not by our strength, our works, so that we cannot boast. We cannot say to Jesus, see, it's because of my nifty steps on the water, dodging the waves, that I can be with you on the water. It's because of Jesus. It's because of his word, his word for us saying, come, come and be with me. It's because of his love and his grace that he calls us to be with him, to learn his ways, to learn the uh, the unforced rhythms of grace, it says in the message um, Bible, which is pretty cool. See, he's saying that to all of us, all of us, all of us, come, come. And my main thought tonight, the one thing I want you to take away right, right now, and we were talking about it this morning as well, is that we are called to be with Jesus, to be in relationship with God, to be in relationship with God. But it's when we walk towards Jesus that we walk on water. See, it's when we walk towards Jesus just to be with him that we walk on water, do all these other things that God has called us to do. So you might be at university, you might be at high school, you might be in a hall of residence. I don't know where you are, I don't know what you're doing, I don't know what God's called you to. First and foremost, it's been, to, it is, he's called you to be with him, to be in relationship with him. And when we do that, when we pursue that with everything we've got, everything else falls in line. We, we find ourselves walking on water, doing the impossible, accomplishing the things that we never thought we'd be able to do, the things that we know God's called us to, but we didn't realize that we'd be able to do it. We find ourselves accomplishing these things, doing these things when we walk towards Jesus, keeping our eyes fixed on Him. So you notice that Peter started to sink when he took his eyes off Jesus off Jesus, onto these other things. Hey, I'm walking on water. This is a pretty important thing to do. Oh, I'm at university. This is a pretty important thing to do. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm dating this girl. It's pretty important. I got to get this right. No, no, no. Walk towards Jesus. Walk towards Jesus and everything else will be okay. Everything else will fall in line. There may be waves that come. There may be wind that hits you. But if you walk towards Jesus, keeping your eyes fixed on him like Chrissy said, then you'll, you'll be able to walk and achieve those things that God has called you to do on top of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, I don't know, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you're called to, but I know in my life, in my world, the things that God placed on my heart, I could, I only achieve them, and or I only achieve the things that God placed on my heart when I focused on Him, when I committed my time to Him. I, 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 I did university well. I did it, I did it well. And I'm, uh, I'm proud of it because uh, I'm boasting in Jesus. I'm, bo- I'm boasting in God. It was God's grace that got me through everything in university. My hardest year at university was the first six months of university because I was living a half-life. I was half in following Jesus and half out. And I spent, I spent a lot of time at university. I spent maybe eight to ten hours a day at university playing music, writing music, all that sort of stuff. And I got my worst grades in my first six months of university. And it was after it was at the start of my second year where I said, God, I'll give you everything. I'll follow you completely. That is when I started getting A's. It's when I started having time that I never thought I'd have. And I was picking up responsibility at church. And I started leading in young adults. All of these things. And it was only because I fixed my eyes on Jesus author and perfecter of my faith, that all these other things started to work out, work out in my life. So I just want to challenge you today. First of all, do you know God? Do you know God? 
Because if you don't, the God that Patty's been talking about, this life that we're called to live, like Chrissy's been talking about, it is the only life that will give you life, that will lead to eternal life, that will lead to living a fulfilling and, and love-filled relationship with, with God. That is the only life that will actually bring you satisfaction. It's the only life that matters. And second thing, are you pursuing Him with everything you've got just to be with Him, just to know Him, just to know Him? I, I hear this all the time. Yeah, that's, that's great. Church is awesome, but I really need to focus on my studies. You've got it backwards. You've got it backwards. I can promise you, you've got it backwards. When you, when you chase after God, Pastor Sam was saying this morning, the things of this world chase after you. You want financial security? Chase after God. Chase after God. He will bless you. He will bless you. He will provide for you financially. He will provide for you. He will cover all your needs if you chase after God. That's pretty much everything. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> my, my, my question to you today is, Jesus is saying, come. And I don't know about you, but I would rather be Peter who takes a step out of the boat maybe sinks a little bit because I get it wrong than the other 11 disciples sitting in the boat watching. And I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know your story. I don't know. I don't know everybody's story. But I know that God has a plan for you and it starts with knowing Him. Starts with knowing Him. And if my life is anything to go by, if you take that step, You'll never look back. You might look away sometimes, but you'll never look back at the boat. Because you'll know you'll be right in the middle of God's path for you, for your life. I believe there are people here tonight who have that sense of what am I here for? That whole question that we've been asking, what am I here for? I must be here for a reason. I must have something that's more important than just about earning money finding a person to marry and having kids to the, so that the cycle could all start again. It must be more to life than that, and it is, and it starts with knowing God. It starts with knowing God. So I want to give everybody the opportunity to make that decision tonight, to know God. See, the Bible says that we are, we are a broken people. We're broken by sin. We are dead in our transgressions, as Gaz said dead in our transgressions. It means that we've, we're, not just, we're not just bad. We're not just imperfect. We're actually born broken. And Jesus Christ, who had the fullness of God dwell in Him, He is God, part of the God. Part of, he is God. Came to earth, lived a perfect life, and then gave Himself up as a sacrifice on the cross. Died a death that we should die died a spiritual death so that we could live forever. But not just that, although that's beyond like imagination. That's amazing. He also died a death so that we could live a life of purpose. If you want to know God today, I'm going to give you that opportunity. I just want everyone to close their eyes, bow their heads. We're all going to pray a prayer today as a church. 
We like to give this opportunity every time we meet. But I really believe there are people here who are saying, I, I know this is me. I know this is me. I've been looking for this purpose for so long. Or I just know that there's been this hole in my life. This hole in my life. And I want to know what I'm here for. If that's you, you want to accept Jesus' sacrifice You will step into a life of eternity and a life of purpose that you will never, never look back from, I can promise you. So if that's you tonight, we're just going to pray a simple prayer. I just want to know who I'm praying with. So if that's you, you want to pray this prayer, whether the first for the first time, or maybe you walked away from God, you, you let your eyes slip from following Jesus, and you want to recommit your life today to Jesus. I want you to shoot up your hand on the count of three. One, two, three three. If that's you, why don't you shoot up your hand and we're going to pray real quick. I haven't seen any hands just yet, but if that's you, why don't you shoot up your hand? No, I don't see any hands. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome. You can open your eyes. The other thing I wanted to pray for is is uh, uh, is the is just the, this idea that when Jesus says, come, What's our response? What's our response? Are we like Peter who steps out and starts walking toward God? Are we walking toward Jesus? Are we, are we taking those steps in life, in our, in our life of faith? Or are we sitting in the boat? Are we sitting in the boat just watching? Not even, not even wanting Jesus to call us out. Not even wanting Jesus to say, come, come to me, come be with me. And I don't, know, I don't know where you're at. I'm just going to pray real quick and then hand back over to Jordan. But I really believe that there are people here who know they need to step out. They've heard God say, come, come be with me. And you're either focused on the waves or you're focused on the wind or you're focused on other things. Or you're just sitting in your boat. You just don't want to leave your boat, your comfort of your boat. If that's you, I just want to pray for you right now. Why don't we all jump to our feet. Everyone jump to your feet. I'm going to pray real quick and hand back over to Jordan. Oh, Lord, we just thank you that you do call us, that it is by your grace that you have made a way for us to be in relationship with you, that you have called us to walk with you, to work with you, to learn the unforced rhythms of your grace. Lord, we thank you for that. I thank you for that. Lord, I pray for a boldness and a conviction for every person here tonight, including myself, that when we hear your voice, we would respond in faith that we would step out in faith knowing that you, it is by your power, it is by your word that we are able to walk on water towards you, knowing you. Lord, I pray for every person who's been called for their university, every person called in their hall tonight, uh, 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 this year. I pray for every person called in their high school, in their workplace. I pray that as they walk towards you, you will start to do the miraculous, that we'll see people walking on water, that we'll see people healing healing people in their, in their world. Lord, that we'll see salvation, people coming to know you in their world as we walk towards you in this life of faith. In Jesus' name, I pray.